Welcome, everyone. Another edition of Financial Aid, where Believe's college football betting podcast. Appreciate everyone uh, listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, whatever you have to do to listen to this podcast to win some college football bets. I'm Ben Wittenstein, and uh, we did uh, we did well. We've been doing well. The podcast has been doing well, everybody, in terms of record. Uh, eight and four so far for the past two Best Bets episode. Um, we've been winning. Some of the losses, you know, haven't been great. Have been awesome, but the wins have been there, and the wins have been more than the losses. So that's really all you can ask for at this point. Um, I'll be posting plays on Twitter. I'll be posting the plays as well uh, here on the podcast, so you can get all my best plays. You can get all the plays that I do sometimes live. Sometimes I make bets on Saturday. So, eh, you know, it happens. You wake up. You feel good. You make some bets. Never get the best number, but sometimes you're feeling it, and that's what you have to do on Saturday mornings. But we try to make the bets now on Thursdays. So you can get at least a decent number before it really starts moving a lot on Saturday. Um, and if you feel good about a bet on Wednesday or Thursday, you're, you're probably on the right track. All right, so we're 8-4. and four. We're up uh, 3.1 total units on the podcast. We hit some fun bets. You can go back to the podcast that we released on uh, on Tuesday and look at some of my early leans. Some of those I still like. Others I'm not super in love with after reading a little bit more, figuring out a bit more about what the matchups entail. But I have a good amount of plays for you going into this weekend, and I'm really excited. I think these are going to be fun plays. Hopefully you guys follow. If not, let me know. <laughs> let me know what bets you, you're fading, or let me know what bets you're tailing. Again, at Twitter, uh, I, I'm, I'm at Ben Wittenstein. So really excited to hear from people. Um, let's start with our three-star bets. we got three-star bets. we got four-star bets. No five-star bets for this week. Don't feel that confident about anything. Uh, five-star bet last week did hit with Clemson over 31 and a half. Uh, we do have a hold your nose bet. We have a group chat play of the weekend. I even have a bonus group chat play of the weekend, which if you love plus money bets, if you love the juice, this play is going to be for you for sure. It's going to be a fun play. It's a sweat. It may last the whole game. It may lose on the kickoff, but it's a fun bet. And, you know, you put a dollar or two on it, you could still win a good amount of money because there is, again, a lot of juice on that one. Uh, Let's start with the three-star bets that I have. These are kind of half-unit plays. If you're feeling confident, maybe a unit. Not the most confident bets for me, but bets that I'm going to be playing. Um, But the first one comes a little bit with a caveat, and it's the Minnesota-Purdue game. Right now, Minnesota is minus 12.5. Aiden O'Connell, Purdue's quarterback, didn't play in their last game. And Purdue almost lost. They won 28-26 against FAU. Team they definitely should have beaten by more, but losing their veteran quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, who's, you know, you can make the argument he's he's been a top-five quarterback in the Big Ten this season. Uh, He was out last game, and he's a bit of a game-time decision for this week. I still really like Minnesota. I love Minnesota on 12.5 at this number, especially if, if AOC doesn't play. And this month, and if you listened on Tuesday, this number has moved from about seven, seven and a half, and it moves through ten, moves through eleven, now at twelve and a half. It's been flirting with thirteen, but it hasn't really settled on there for good. But again, you know, especially if Aiden O'Connell doesn't play, I still like this number for Minnesota. The Gophers have a really good run and pass game. That Tanner Morgan, Mo Ibrahim duo for them, quarterback, running back, has been astounding. For Minnesota, I'm I'm rowing that boat with PJ Fleck. I'm loving it. He's he's been coaching a really good team. It's a lot of veteran presence on this team, and this is you know a Gophers team that people in the past couple of years have kind of expected them to do something like this. They've had injury issues with Mo Tanner Morgan. Sometimes doesn't come out a little inconsistent, but something happening this year 
for the Golden Gophers, they are right on track. Everything's been going great. The defense has been playing really well. The offense has been playing really well. They're multi-dynamic. They can beat you from many different ways. It's it's a good, fun team. So if this number stays around 12.5 and, and Aiden O'Connell for Purdue is out, I'm taking Minnesota. And if Aiden O'Connell is in, this number is definitely going to drop. So, again, I, I would probably wait until Saturday morning to, to make a bet like this because I don't think you can go wrong either way. If Aiden O'Connell is in, that number is going to drop. I still like Minnesota if it goes to minus 8.5, minus 8, minus 7.5. Whatever it is, I think Minnesota can cover the spread against Purdue. They're that good of a team. They've shown in the past that they're that good. And Purdue's still been shaky. They, they haven't lived up to expectations of what people expected. So Minnesota minus 12.5 I think is going to be a play for me for a three-star play. Another one, Washington. UCLA will go out to the Pac-12. We've hit Washington before. I don't think we've hit UCLA before, but either way, two teams with good offenses, and you look at what, the, what they've done in the past scoring-wise. But if you listen on Tuesday, I talked about my desire to now stay away from high totals. I hit USC 70 and a half on the over against Oregon State last week. That came nowhere near hitting. And I think that was a little bit of an outside outlier example. But 70 and a half is high. That's a really high total. You have to have a lot of things go right in the game to hit 71, 72 points. So I'm going to go under 65 for Washington UCLA. Uh, I learned my lesson. Don't love the high total. Uh, and again, a lot has to go right. So I know Washington has a good offense. I know Michael Penix is really sweeping the nation. He's he's kind of one of those dark horse Heisman candidates that's been getting some of the money. Questionable defenses for both teams. And and I'm the first to say I love Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Love Michael Penix. Kalen DeBoer versus Chip Kelly. Everyone expects this to be an offensive matchup. But I'm going to hit the under. Under 65. I think it's going lower. You know, the past couple days, 64 and a half you might see. I don't know if I would go anywhere below 63, 62 and a half. You're, you're going to be flirting with, with a sweat there. But 65, 65 and a half, that's high. That's, that's high. There's a lot in this game that has to go right for that total to hit the over. So I'm going to go under 65 for a play for Washington UCLA. Uh, final three-star play of the weekend, NC State and Clemson. And I love the Wolfpack. Big Wolfpack guy. Love him. Devin Leary, big fan. Bet the team win total over to start the year at 8.5. I'm feeling really good about that bet. They go into Clemson on a Saturday night under the lights, and they're 6.5-point underdogs. At one point, I think they were 7. And the only thing I will say about this game is just be careful of Hurricane Ian. Um, Not sure what's going to happen with the weather on Saturday. So just keep an eye out. They've been canceling games. A lot of places, they cancel a game that you bet on. If they move venues, you usually get your money back. But just be aware. Be careful. Look at weather.com. Look at the hurricane and, and then just see what's going to happen with the weather. Of course, that's not you know the most important thing happening with everything surrounding the hurricane. But if we're just talking about sports betting in this NC State at Clemson game, just keep an eye out on that. But I do like NC State plus six and a half. Clemson has not been a good against the spread team this season. 1-3 against the spread. They're 0-2 against the spread at home. Their defense has been okay at times, and other times they have holes. Wake Forest took advantage of that last week. 
Devin Leary has been good. Francis State, too, he's only thrown two picks this year, 64% completion percentage. Clemson, sat that I found that I found really interesting, is they are 76th in the country in defensive yards per completion. 76th in the country is not great. 12.3 yards per completion. I think Devin Leary is going to be able to take advantage of a relatively sub-average pass defense that Clemson has shown this season. Six and a half. There's these two teams. I think are just a little more even than people expecting. You look at some of the stats and you look at what they've done per game, and you put them together: yards, rush yards, pass attempts, defensive ability. They're pretty even. Now, Clemson's defense, I will say, speaking of defensive ability, I do think Clemson does have the better defense than NC State. I don't think that's really arguable, and that may be a reason that people do like Clemson is the the shoddy NC State defense. But I do think this line should be closer to, like, five and a half. Five, five and a half. So if you can get six and a half, if you can get seven for NC State as the underdog, I I love it. I'm I'm probably going to take NC State this weekend at six and a half against Clemson on the road. Four-star play for the weekend, Kentucky Ole Miss, a fun SEC matchup. And, you know, this is this is kind of a weirder matchup, I think, because Kentucky has been getting none of the spread movement. It's all been Ole Miss. People love a Lane Kiffin team. People love how that offense has been running at Ole Miss. Kentucky, the higher-ranked team. They're seventh in the country, Ole Miss 14th in the country. Both teams undefeated going into this game. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. A lot going on down in Mississippi t- on, on Saturday night. But I do like Kentucky. I really do. Chris Rodriguez, the running back, is going to be back after a four-game suspension. So it's not like he's coming off an injury or anything. He's not going to have to, like, gradually work his way back. And boy, oh boy, does Kentucky need their running back back there. Not a good running team without Chris Rodriguez, without their star running back. And he's going to be back against this team. He scored two touchdowns against Ole Miss last season. He already has previous success against the Rebels. So I think that's going to add a lot to the dynamic of what Kentucky offense, what what they can do. Will Levis, we know, has been a good quarterback this year. The numbers back it up. I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. And also, these two teams coming off clunkers. They won their clunkers, always important, but their clunkers nonetheless. Ole Miss struggled against a backup quarterback in Tulsa. Kentucky struggled against NIU. I haven't been super impressed with these teams. I'm not 100% sure why Kentucky's ranked in the top 10. I'll be honest with that. I don't know if they are a top 10 team. I don't know if they probably should be a top 10 team, especially with the way they played last week. But Ole Miss, on the same boat. They're on the same boat. They struggle against Tulsa. Neither of these two teams have really faced super good competition this season. This is going to really be the best teams they face up to this point all season long. And I think Kentucky can at least cover a touchdown spread. They may not win the game, but I, I do think they have a pretty good chance to win this one. They may not win, but I do think they can cover seven points. So that's my four-star play of the weekend. I don't have five-star play. Nothing I feel that confident about to give that out. Put my reputation on the line for a five-star bet. Clemson hit last week. Very proud of that. 1-0 on the five-star bets. Group chat play of the weekend as well. So that was great. I'll probably have one next week. But I want to pick and choose my spots for that five-star play. You know, I don't want to just throw it out all willy-nilly. It's got to be – got to have respect for it. Respect for the five-star play. It's important. It's important. Uh, hold your nose bet. It's one I don't, you know, I never love to hold your nose bet. That's why it's a hold your nose bet. But sometimes you just have to plug the nose and make the bet. Put some money on it. It's Michigan, Iowa, first half, under 21 and a half. And I know Michigan's offense is really good. 
They average 30 points per first half per game this season. They are a really, really good first half team, but Iowa has an incredible defense. That's really the only thing that's making Iowa such a good team this season has been their defense. They are number one in the country in scoring defense. You know who's behind them? Ole Michigan. Go blue. Number two scoring defense in the country. So you're going to have two of the top five defenses in the nation matching up against each other. They're going to take a lot of figuring out in that first half. A lot of figuring out. And, you know, I don't think I anticipate a pick six. And we saw Iowa have two defensive touchdowns last week against Rutgers. J.J. McCarthy has been shockingly really good at taking care of the ball for Michigan at quarterback. Uh, Hasn't thrown a pick. Hasn't thrown a pick. Michigan has been pretty good at taking care of the ball offensively. So I don't necessarily anticipate kind of one of those random defensive scores that ruin a total. But getting over three scores in this game, uh, at least in the first half, I should say, uh, it's it's going to be hard. If it's going to happen, it's going to be Michigan that's doing it, I think, because Iowa's offense is crap. It is terrible. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with what I think the stats tell us. Don't love it. You know, don't love that number, 21.5. It's a low number. But we get that extra hook with 21. So let's go under. Michigan-Iowa, first half, under 21.5. Iowa's 108th in the country in offensive points a game. They're not going to score. They're going to struggle to score. Point total, I think, is hovering uh, around 15.5, which, you know, preview for for the next bet. But that'll be the hold-your-nose bet. Michigan-Iowa, first half, under 21.5. Let's go down to uh, group chat play the weekend. Get the phones out. Get the group chat up. Text group chat what this pick is because uh, I'm pretty confident this one's going to hit, and it's that Iowa team total, under 15.5. This is a team that can't score. 27 points against Rutgers. You look at that and you say, oh, look at that. 27 points against Rutgers. Week before, 27 points against Nevada. This team can score. Well, all right. Nevada, terrible, awful team. One of the worst in college football. Makes sense. Iowa scored 27 points. Nevada didn't score at all on that defense. All right, so we can chalk that one up. Terrible team. It wasn't Big Ten talent. And I was able to get 27 on them. Rutgers, two defensive touchdowns. Almost three. So you get 13 offensive points. And that's under 15 and a half. Against a Michigan defense that is top two in the country in scoring. I don't know if they score two touchdowns and a field goal. I don't know if they score five, six field goals. I, you know, I, I I don't think so. Spencer Petrus is not that good. They have zero wide receiving help. No wide receiving help for Iowa. The tight ends are solid. But they haven't really been super great in terms of scoring at high rates for Iowa all season long. I don't expect Iowa to suddenly become some offensive juggernaut against Michigan, even at home. So, no. Let's go Iowa team total under 15.5. You can get that at minus 110. There's places out there. I got it for minus 110. I already put that bet down. Iowa team total under 15 and a half. Group chat play of the week. Text the boys. Text the girls. Text the group chat. Whatever it may be. That is the group chat play. And my bonus. Little bonus. No touchdown. This, this, is, this is the play. This is the big play. <laughs> Let me explain. The only reason I like this play is because it's plus 10,000. Yep. Plus 10,000. For no touchdown to be scored in the Iowa-Michigan game. Zero Touchdown scored plus ten thousand. You put ten bucks on it, you want a thousand. <laughs> put a dollar, 
when 10, you know, it's, it's a stupid bet, but it's a fun bet. If you like to sweat and you want something to root for, it could be a dollar worth, uh, three hours worth of entertainment for a dollar. Hey, I'll take it. Could be the best money spent all weekend in terms of entertainment value, Put five bucks on it, whatever you want to do. No touchdown in Iowa and Michigan, because I, I don't think Iowa's going to be able to score a touchdown. So it's really going to be up to the Iowa defense to stop Michigan, which, you know, the odds of that are low, hence the plus 10,000. But if any Big Ten game, if any kind of big prime game over the weekend is not going to have a touchdown scored in it, it's probably going to be the Iowa-Michigan game in Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. That's that's the reality of the situation. And if I'm getting a plus 10,000 number on that, I'll throw a couple dollars. Throw a couple dollars. Keep me entertained two hours. Hopefully there's not like a kickoff return touchdown to open the game. That would suck. That wouldn't be fun. But this is, this is you know, pound the chest. Suck it up. Bet that plus 10,000. Look like an absolute genius if it hits. An absolute genius. If not, hey, it's a stupid bet. It was fun. Might as well try it. You know, sometimes you need to do the fun, stupid bets sometimes once a week. As long as you're not putting a lot of money on it. But a plus 10,000, eh, might as well. Let's do it. Let's run with it. No touchdown score in Iowa, Michigan. I think that'll be fun. Get some get some bang for your buck. Uh, so those are my picks. Let's uh, go through them once again. Minnesota minus 12.5 against Purdue. Again, keep an eye out for Aiden O'Connell. See where that number moves. I like it up to minus 13. Washington UCLA under 65. I like the under up until about 63 and a half, 63. NC State plus six and a half against Clemson. Another one, just keep your eye out on, on Hurricane Ian and, and see where that's going to be affecting the game. Kentucky plus seven at Ole Miss. And Michigan Iowa first half under 21 and a half for your hold your nose bet. Group chat play of the weekend. Iowa team total under 15 and a half. A little bonus action. Bonus! No touchdown scored in the Iowa-Michigan game. Might as well. Those are the bets. Good luck to everyone. We'll be back on Tuesday talking some more line movement, getting some early bet leads. Maybe make some bets on Tuesday or Wednesday. Might as well. It's always fun. Try to get in before the line movement. I'm on Twitter, at Ben Wittenstein. Appreciate everyone listening. Love to hear from you. Send me your thoughts on Twitter. And uh, we'll talk to you all on uh, Tuesday. <laughs>